Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. And welcome back to the WFO Life Podcast. Today, I am again running solo. My co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Story is having significant workload increase right now due to the hurricane and the military you know, support missions that are going on in his area of the world. So I'm going to keep running with the show here. What I want to cover today is just some insights over the last two weeks, let's say, uh, dealing with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. It's uh, pretty amazing how my days are going right now, and I feel kind of like, you know, the question, uh, what do you think, is starting to sound a lot like, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think, over and over and over like Groundhog Day. People are trying and searching for good information. They're trying to find something that's true and something that they can hang their hat on and make decisions based on. And, you know, I think this is because we're in the age of information. You know, I've talked about this before. Chris and I have mentioned this on previous episodes, how great, you know, the world is when it comes to the amount of things you can learn, the things you can grow from. But there's a mountain of information. There's a mountain of misinformation. There's a mountain of, you know, argument and and innuendos and misinterpretation of things. There are political agendas. There are profiteers. There are fear mongers. There are any, anybody you can think of. Uh, there's so many different agendas that are going on out there. And therefore, you can, you know, take one statistic and, you know, like I've said before in some podcasts, you know, there's there's lies, there's damn lies, and then there's statistics. You can take statistics and you can twist them any which way you want. And of course, because there's really no consequence on the internet or, you know, in the blogosphere world, there's really no consequence for just putting out frank, bold lies. Um, that gets done too. Um, and, and there's just, there's just no, you know, even, even news outlets can report things that are total bunk and yet it gets posted as news. There can be billboards that are completely misleading and there's no consequence to that. It's just, oh, okay, well, let's just, it was our opinion, you know, and whatever, they can just throw it out there. So, uh, and for the record, I am not one to want to censor things. I just want people to understand that there's a lot of information and one must be um, certainly scrutinize what is the reading, uh, both its quality, its source, and the probability of it being accurate. It's a tough job. I feel like this is the busiest I've been in my career, and not only because of the patient volume, but also because of the um, amount of reading and external stimuli that I have to uh, you know, maintain to stay abreast of what's happening so that I give the best information. So here's what I want to tell you right now. This are my, these are my insights. This is the September 1st, 2021. These are my insights. And I'm going to base these uh, sort of sort of things, the frame of reference that's in my head right now, based on 70 to 80 cases of COVID-19 I have documented and treated myself personally, not the rest of my team, over the last, let's call it 10 days, okay? Um, and... 
I want to first start by saying, and this is a little bit in a response to one of my old mentors who's a retired family doctor. We, we've been having an exchange about this and exchanging what does he think, what this, this kind of thing. And it spurred this thought. First off, I agree this is a bad situation. And I, my, again, as I mentioned, my team has been busier than I've ever been treating patients in my career. I saw 70 to 80 cases in the last 7 to 10 days, and here are my observations. Number one, 60% of the cases I am treating of active, probable Delta Delta variant, we're not 100% sure, obviously, because they don't all get tested for that, but it looks like, based on national statistics, we're treating Delta. 60% of those cases are unimmunized, okay? Secondly, second observation. Of those patients I saw, we're talking 70 to 80, sorry, coffee break, 40% that previously had any vaccine still contracted the virus and probably spread the virus, okay? So that's, that's very clear. My third point is that the negative vax people, in other words, the people who were unvaccinated, okay, so this is the 60% of the folks I treated, those people were clearly getting sicker and they made up the largest portion of the hospitalizations. Okay, I don't know if it's 96%. I don't know if it's 99% like some of the billboards say. Um, you know, there's there's some there was some early misinformation about the hospitalizations, you know, that they were actually CDC was actually reporting data from 5 to 6 months prior. Uh, you know, there there's you could run down all kinds of rabbit holes with that. I'm just talking about what my experience is, okay? Me, the last 70 to 80 patients, the negative vaccinated people were clearly getting sicker <clears throat> and they make up the largest portion of the hospitalizations. Now, fourth major uh, observation, natural COVID alpha survivors, people who had had the original strain of COVID and survived it, have a much greater overall immunity. And the reason I want to tell you this, this is anecdotal. This is one doctor's observations and I have been keeping track. Only three of the people out of the 70 from my last week of care had prior COVID infection documented. In other words, they only, only three out of those 70 or so patients had previously had COVID. All right. So the people who are getting sick now are either unimmunized, that's the vast majority of them, or they were immunized, but a very small percentage of people are getting um, repeat in my clinical experience. What else can I say about that? Of those 60%, definitely the most the most hospitalized, definitely the the sicker appearing patients. The 40% that did have vaccine in my clinical experience also seemed less sick, okay? Now could they be super spreaders and all these kind of things we're seeing? I don't know. Don't don't have any clue about that. All I can tell you is they didn't look as sick. Uh number 5. The long COVID when I refer to long COVID, it's a various vague collection of symptoms where people are basically just sick and wiped out for an indefinite period of time after. This is a real scenario. This virus, probably in my opinion, due to spike protein-mediated blood-brain barrier penetration and also the propensity for vascular cell damage, causes a significant number of pneumonitis and pneumonia conditions. I have seen numerous X-rays of young and middle-aged adults with different um, uh, diffuse fibrous changes that occur in the lung, uh, basically scarring, if you will. I don't know, but it looks like in some cases this is permanent. 
you know, I was a late adopter to vaccination because the early research, when we, we were doing the mRNA uh, research, the I, I'm not enamored with the spike protein because the spike protein itself, which is what they sort of immunize people with, is a pathogenic, you know, it has some pathogenic properties to it. It, it can damage epithelial cells. It can cross the blood-brain barrier and get, you know, into delicate neurologic tissue. These are all things that, you know, are concerning to me. Um, that said, I have been immunized with the Pfizer vaccine, okay? One final observation that I have just seeing the enormity uh, of the contagiousness is that there really is no quarantine or mandatory vaccination that's going to stop this process. It is already happening, and it is so widespread and is permeating the our society and our, and our population that I don't think anyone really sort of sort of escapes uh, confronting this one way or the other immunologically. You know, everyone's going to face uh, Delta or COVID in general uh, at some point, whether they've been immunized or not. So listen, on an on a up note, for the deaths, for, you know, for all these deaths that we've seen, I would say that clearly most people survive without consequence. Okay, well, how many? Let's Let's say that Let's say that um, out of 100 patients, and this is a reasonable guesstimate based on what I've been seeing, I would estimate one to two people die. Uh, and those people, by the way, definitely have multiple comorbidities. They're definitely at risk with metabolic disease and inflammation, things like that. If you don't know what that means, listen to episode 105 or 106 of the uh, WFO Life podcast where I talk about uh, inflammation with Dr. John Sullivan, okay? So out of 100, I would estimate one or two die. Another four to five are getting some version of long COVID. Okay, so that's significant. And the rest recover. Older folks and those with comorbidities are clearly bearing the brunt of the casualties due to their existing diminished health and vitality. Most of the infections I'm currently seeing are in younger populations, kids, young adults, up through about and in, including the early 60s. I think that probably, this is, you know, this is a insert IMO in my opinion, probably another clue that the immunization helps curb the, uh, the Delta variant to some extent. So those are my observations. I gave you five major observations uh as the, you know, at, this is my current thought process with this condition. I'm going to add one or two other things right now, and this is temporal. So if you're listening to this in 2022, you need to listen to this crap with a grain of salt, okay? So, so what I'm going to tell you right now is that I think the immunizations definitely help, and I think that if you have been unimmunized, probably a good idea that you do something. Okay, get immunized. Something, get something done. Okay, not, I'm not not going to go into the nuances of different vaccines and that type of thing, but do something because there seems to be a benefit. I'm not as convinced about kids, uh, and I'm talking about under 16 years of age. I'm not totally convinced about that population because this doesn't. Though they can get sick, they don't seem to get seriously sick uh, like we see in the older populations. So I'm less convinced of that, and certainly getting the vaccine doesn't appear to stop contagiousness, so, not completely. So I, I'm not sure that vaccinating every single human, uh, you know, kid um, is is necessarily going to stop anything at this point. I that's my opinion. That's not a official statement. It's just where I am as a physician right now, looking at what's going on. 
Uh, I think that for some reason their immune systems seem to tolerate this no problem, and I'm not sure that they, being unvaccinated, um, are necessarily causing more problems. The other thing I would say is that uh, if you think you're sick and you got a cold, you got a sore throat, oh, it's just my allergies, please get checked. Please. It's, it's, uh, I am I'm nonstop amazed at how people are sort of ignoring the situation or they, they just, they, they want to, they want to believe they have something else. And the reality is, you know, at the time this, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm kind of, my reflections are based on data from August and September, early September now of 2021. And so, you know, that's the only thing going around in our community right now. So, so it's, yeah, man, yeah, there's a couple cases of RSV, uh, but, you know, and I think we've seen a random, you know, type A flu, but the reality is if you, you know, if you know somebody at work that's had COVID and you've been around them and then suddenly you have sniffles, it's not your, it's not your allergies, please go get tested. Don't go to work for four days, uh, you know, sniffling and coughing and everything else and expect that it's going to be something else. It, it, people are actually putting their head in the sand sometimes about this, and, and I think they spread it to everyone. So, again, I, I don't think we can totally avoid all of this, um, and, but I do think my, my current thinking on all of this is that the vaccines do help, uh, probably curve severity, and also probably curve some of the long COVID problems that we're seeing. Uh, they certainly seem to help prevent some deaths, although I'm sure there are examples of situations where people had. Oh, and by one last thing on the folks, the three people that I saw that did get a repeat of COVID, very mild cases. They were very mild. And um, they also were people that had other comorbidities. In other words, these were much older patients and with existing medical problems, which might make you think that maybe their immune system wasn't as robust as a younger uh, patient. So I'm going to end there. This was kind of a rambling monologue, I should say, on my observations, trying to save my voice and save my sanity so that hopefully after hours I'm not answering these questions over and over and over for everyone. Although I know that's my job, some days it does get exhausting and I'd like to dream of something else every day. So I hope this is helpful. If it was, please share it. Um, it's just one doctor's observations, but I feel very confident about the observations I'm seeing. If this flies in the face of some research that you saw, whatever, don't send it to me, okay? Or do send it to me, but just don't tell me that I'm wrong because of my observations are wrong because of what you saw on an, and some research article, okay? That's the one thing about this is like, this is just my observations. Uh, it's not a, I'm not, it's not a double blind placebo controlled trial. It's not uh, probably in the big scheme of things. Um, there's going to be someone that's going to say, well, this isn't clinically significant because, um, you know, it doesn't have enough, you know, patient data or whatever, some kind of statistical argument. Gotcha. No problem. I understand that. But what I am telling you is this is what I have seen, and this is what I experience, and this is what I'm, you know, my observations. If you don't like those observations, I'm sure you can find somebody on Twitter or Facebook or whatever that will share your view. That's the way we're all being treated. We're putting in silos instead of just listening and learning from what we can learn from each person. Time to start my day. You guys have a great Wednesday morning, and I look forward to questions or comments in the post. If you have someone you think this might benefit, please share the WFO Life podcast with a friend or family member. 
and hopefully we can spread some message, you know, a little bit of accuracy, a little bit of uh, truth to other folks. Take care.